This can't be real. I can't feel anything. Arms, legs, anything. Kyle truly was the finest of us all. Way better than me. Kyle's dead. Oh, hey, Kyle. Wait. What? Hey! You, you're alive! Aren't I usually... Why are you hugging me? I'm just so happy to see you. Say, you didn't happen to do a bunch of drugs, did you? I thought you were a vampire. I'm not a vampire. This week, the Buffy Gays trade places with our Wishverse doppelgangers to discuss Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 3, Episode 16, Doppelgangland. We'll share so much behind-the-scenes trivia and our thoughts on the episodes. You won't want to say, bored now. We'll play Mistress of Pain as we rate the episodes on a scale of 1 to 10 stakes. And we'll discuss the queer themes and gayest moment of the episode while levitating pencils with magic and emotional control. So lace up your leather corset, blend out that green eyeshadow, bitch, and grab that banana out of your backpack for this latest episode of Buffy Gaze. Lunchtime be damned! <laughs> Pod time be damned. <laughs> Hello all, I'm Kyle. And I'm Zach. And we're a couple of small town gays who love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Together, we'll examine each episode of this trailblazing series through the lens of our own queer experiences. We'll dive deep into the stacks to break down each episode, share some behind-the-scenes trivia at Scooby meetings, and explore queer themes as we stand against the forces of darkness. So whether you're a first-time watcher or you've been a fan since the old ones walked the earth, we invite you to join weekly patrols of the Sunnydale streets with your Buffy Buffy Gaze! Hello, Kyle Arrington. <laughs> All right, how's it going? A lot of people don't know that's his full name. Oh, yes. <laughs> Kyle is short for Kyle Arrington. <laughs> so, it's not that common of a name. Uh, little do they know that Zach is short for Zach Jealous. <laughs> <laughs> that's just when I don't have a soul. Uh, how's it going, Which Zach Tuesdays. Jealous? <laughs> Tuesdays, yes. Uh, it's going... Fantastical. We How saw M. We saw M. Threegan last weekend. Yes, M. Threegan. <laughs> That's case, what we've been calling it anyway. In case you don't understand that, it that is Megan, the movie Megan. She's the model three generative android. And it's stylized as M. Three G. A. N. And I was just thinking earlier. I was like, it could have been M. Tegan, mm-hmm. like because it's model three. Three starts with the T. It could have been M. T. G. A. N. It could oh. have been M. Tegan. I thought you were going to say, because uh, she's acted by Chrissy Teigen. Oh, no, that's not, not true. It is not true. Not in the <laughs> slightest. <laughs> go see go see M. Threegan. It is a uh, high camp and really wonderful. Oh, yeah. I really loved it. I, the gays have already been claiming it. And uh, I mean, yeah, it's gay culture. It's gay culture to at its, at its finest, mm-hmm. honestly. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, I just had to bring that up because I loved it so much. Before we get into the trivia for this episode, I I I want to say I'm 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 just I don't know if I it's just my brain, but I'm thinking the title of this episode. Okay, mm-hmm. Doppelgangland. I'm like it's a kind of a misleading title, right? 
What do you mean? Like, there's only one doppelganger in the whole episode. Like, I see an episode called Doppelgangland. I'm like, oh, we're getting doubles of every character. But it's just Willow. Mm. Right? I guess. I guess other people don't think the way I think. Is there uh, there's, there's something wrong with my brain? Um, I was thinking there's a movie called Gangland or something. Or Maybe. something Gangland that's like part of it. I don't know. I, you're the trivia person. But I figured you have something to do with when it. When I looked it up, it, there was a series, but it came out in like after the show. So that was maybe it. they were referencing Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's that. Also, I just want to go ahead and put this out before we even start talking about the episode. This is not only a better character episode than the Zeppo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also is a better Jekyll and Hyde episode than Beauty and the Beast. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's not exactly the same, but yeah. I I think the 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 what they're getting at there is a little bit. I mean, it's better. certainly not a high bar to be a better episode than Beauty and the Beast. It's true. Um. <laughs> so Zach, do you have anyway. any any trivia for Doppelgangland? Yeah. So he's not really named in this episode, but this is the first time that we see Dahafren. Dahafren, yes. Who is the demon that Anya is speaking to in the beginning. And if you haven't figured it out yet, it is not the last time. No. And that's Australian for no. And <laughs> um, <laughs> They've heard us do it so little, you have to explain. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, so this is another, there's another kind of crossover. There's actually a few of these little crossovers. I mean, I'm sure some of it was on purpose, but. Uh, with this and how I met your mother, um, oh. because there's a whole episode um, about doppelgangers on how I met your mother. Interesting. And Allison Hannigan plays her own doppelganger, which is <laughs> stripper Lily. And it's just like a random like person that looks like her, right? Yeah, and but all the char- all the actors are playing the lookalike. I so think like about stripper that. Lily. There's mustache Marshall, <laughs> and I don't remember the other ones, but. I think about that sometimes because I know there are people who like like find their doppelganger on the internet and like they look exactly like them and it's just like a random it's like wow like this just happened and I just like I wonder if that is like a rare thing or if everyone has a doppelganger and we just like don't know it it's can I ask you has has anyone ever told you something like oh my gosh you look just like this person and then they show you a picture of them and you're like Oh, uh, my band director in high school told me that I looked like the fat kid from Barnyard. Oh yeah, you've told him. Told <laughs> yeah, I that. have, I have. But that's it. I think I remember a kid in class. And wait, f- sorry. First of all, I don't look like that person. I, he is like a redhead, an animated character, really short. Anyway, <laughs> Kyle is not an animated character. And that he was like, I was like, okay, thanks. <laughs> anyway. I had a kid one time be like, you look exactly... I thought... He was like, hey, you were in the paper. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, you were in an article in the paper. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then he showed me an article. This like He, I guess, got a picture of it. Or I can't remember. Somehow showed me. And he's like, oh, no, I guess that's not you. But he looks just like you. And it's like, well, he's fat and he has glasses <laughs> and a beard. So I'm, that's where the similarities end, but sure. Oh, now I'm thinking about uh, <laughs> boy, brother boyfriends. Like, you know, the thing mm. where gay men sometimes date people who look like them. Yeah. 
and boyfriend uh, twins. I yes, yes, boyfriend twins. That's what it's I was like. Thinking. Brother boyfriend, brother boyfriend. It's like yeah. a weird shot, weird offshoot of sister wives. I feel like we look similar enough that we someone people could mistake us for brothers, mm-hmm. but we're Cousins. definitely not boyfriend twins. No, nor and there's and then there's also the fem- phenomenon of people having dogs that look like them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not just a thing in 101 Dalmatians. Yes. Gosh, we really love uh, we really love noticing when things look like other things, don't we? Ah, oh, narcissism. As <laughs> as a as a global society. All right, Zach. So, do you have more trivia? Have you started with trivia for Dolphin? I did. Okay. Ten years ago. <laughs> um. So, uh, this is also the first appearance of. Oh yeah, you Sandy. Said, Sandy, you said the do- you said the Dehoffrin thing, and then we just started talking about doppelgangers. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is Sandy. I I mean, it's a, I guess it's a minor spoiler, but it doesn't matter that much. Sandy does not die in this episode. Bum bum. Or does she? I don't know. We have alternate universe stuff, Ooh, so we'll find out. <laughs> which is which is the thing that's true? The thing I said first or the thing I said hastily afterwards to try and cover up for it? I don't know. Or like a Schrodinger's cat situation, are they both true at the same time oh, until proven false? Yes. I, I'm gonna go with that option. Um so uh no, I'm gonna talk about that in the episode. Uh, so this top that Vampire Willow wears um, is apparently reused as a costume on a show that David Boreanaz is called, called The Man with the Bone. Oh, oh, oh. I'll give you a man with a bone. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of it, but uh, it's so funny now. It's so funny too because his he's also in a show called Bones. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't sure if that's the name of the episode or if that's the name of the show, and I didn't feel like looking it up. So I didn't. <laughs> um, we are only serious hardcore investigative here. journalism here. Um, and then let's see. Oh, I thought this was cool. This is the fiftieth episode. Oh, cute of the series. Um, and I don't want to say that next half of it. <laughs> All right. It lists a bunch of characters that are also in the fiftieth episode of Angel. I don't say oh, that. that's weird. So this is something I had thought about in the past on rewatches. So uh-huh. in you you may notice uh, when Willow is pretending to be Vampire Willow and she like kind of tries to stroke this woman's hair and her hands. Yes. Get that woman looks a a lot like a future character. Oh. And um, the show later clarified that that was completely unintentional. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but I remember being like, holy shit, is that her? And then be like, oh, wait, no, it's not her. <laughs> that is hilarious. So yeah. Anyway, that's all my trivia that I don't want to pepper in. The writer of this episode is Joss Whedon, and I want to say this is oh oh god damn it Zach, <laughs> I completely skipped the <laughs> first part. Um, Doppelganger first aired on Tuesday, February twenty third, nineteen ninety nine, and was directed by series creator Joss Whedon. <laughs> yes. Um. Oh, we're kind of like we're kind of like uh, concurrent with the episodes right now. We're like just like twenty six years later, mm-hmm. or twenty is it twenty five? No, it's twenty six. Season two is twenty five. Twenty million. Uh, <laughs> so, um, Joss wrote the episode, and I want to say it's the first episode he's written that doesn't have any like egregious Buffy sad. I mean, there is Buffy mm-hmm. sad in it, but it's right. like it's not like. It lasts for like three seconds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so you know, good, good, 
not, it's nice to see some stuff that's not Buffy sad from Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we did have an episode. Uh, the last episode he wrote, I think, uh, was not egregiously Buffy sad, but there was a bit of Buffy sad. Anyway, it was amends, I think. It was more angel sad. Say Buffy sad one more time. Buffy sad. <laughs> <laughs> so, Zach, do you want to give us Thanks, our, disclaimer, our disclaimer before we get into the episode? Yeah. So, we are about to do the section of the episode where we do a deep dive into the episode to share our thoughts. But if you haven't seen the entire series yet, be not afeared, for we shan't spoil anything that has happened beyond this point. We shan't. No, we shan't indeed, and we will only share the cheekiest of foreshadowing. Only the cheekiest! And then, of course, randomly things that we're like, ah, this isn't a big spoiler. We're just yeah, right. We're like, so, yeah, it's but, the name of a character. It's fine. But yeah, no, we're not. We're not going to do spoilers. We're not going to do spoilers around here now. Nah. <laughs> yes, so we start... <laughs> We start with a previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Faith Baby doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't care that she killed a man. She's got a taste for it. And the mayor has a job opening that she's about to fill. <laughs> Faith's gonna fill the mayor's job opening. Faith's begging the mayor. <laughs> anyway. Hey, he's a family man. And then we. Hey, rem- what family man isn't into pegging? True. <laughs> and uh, we remember Anyanka and how she uh, brought Cordelia to an alternate dimension where Buffy didn't come to Sunnydale and Vampire Willow got staked and <laughs> Giles destroyed Anyanka's mm-hmm. necklace. See the, the wish verse? The wish verse. You were laughing about something. What were you laughing about? <laughs> Tell me, Zachary. It- <laughs> <laughs> We were talking about family man and we were talking about pegging and I was like, you definitely can't get pregnant from that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, so I mean, you could, but it would be really convoluted. Yes. So we start the episode in some sort of like crypt or something, some sort of lair with this demon inside it. And Anyanka, Anya, as she is known as a mortal now. Uh, is begging him to get her powers back. Uh, and he says, your powers were a gift of the lower beings. Uh, you were robbed of them by your carelessness. And she insists, she says, I had the power of the wish for a thousand years. I brought ruin to unfaithful men. I was feared and worshipped. I brought pleasure to the lower beings. And now I'm stuck in Sunnydale High. Mortal, child, and I'm flunking math. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, I I think it is hilarious how like this immortal thousand year old being is is flunking high school math. That right. is so like like she was so busy doing other things in the thousand years she existed that she didn't have time to learn calculus. It's because they don't teach it back like I did when I it, was in school. It, it used to be one plus one equal two. Now it's one plus one five point five and six and in a million years. Now you actually have to understand the relationships between numbers. Numbers, and that hurts my little brain. I can't just look at a pattern and say this is the answer. Anyway, how do you how do we feel about Common Core math? Mm. <laughs> or the oh, complaining I, about I was Common gonna say, Core math? That was not about Common Core math. That was about people complaining about. No, it. I was I was insinuating we are proponents of Common mm-hmm, Core mm-hmm, math. Mm-hmm. I was just clarifying. 
Yeah, I wasn't very clear. And I understand exactly. Hold on, let's keep clarifying to each other. Let's, let's keep talking about math. This is a math podcast. I didn't now. go for. I didn't go to school for math. <laughs> I didn't go to fucking school for math. <laughs> so DeHoffren is like, eh, I don't give a shit. Uh, go, you're gonna <laughs> go live out your mortal life and be done. I like how she does her thing and she like swears by the pestilent gods. She'll get and <laughs> she's wearing this really big billowy cloak and she just does this dramatic cloak cloak swipe out of the room yes which i always appreciate like did you did did you also want to like have a gigantic cloak and all all the fucking time i feel like i used to like watch the evil queen on snow white and seven doors i mean i know it's like not original everybody (laughs) and like my mom had this giant king size bed sheet and every once in a while i would take it off and that would be my cloak my last real Halloween costume was in like fifth grade as Harry Potter, mm-hmm. and I had the robes, you know, and mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun with those. Oh yeah, swish swish swish. <laughs> uh, before she leaves, she asks him to just do some teensy temporal folds so she can get it back, and she's like, "Do you have any idea how boring twelfth graders mm-hmm. are?" And I was like, oh, "I don't think twelfth graders are boring. I think they're quite interesting." But mm. she is a thousand-year-old demon, so... <laughs> uh, yes, we then cut to outside Sunnydale High where Willow is floating and spinning around a pencil. And Buffy is doing, like... I see this in, like, TV and movies a lot where characters do these... I guess she's doing crunches, mm-hmm. but they're, like, the tiniest crunches in the world. Mm-hmm. She's, like, barely lifting her head up off the ground. Well, that's, like... Listen, we don't exercise. True. But that's like a thing. Yeah, I know. It's just, it just looks so silly to me. I'm like, what are you actually the doing? The idea of talking to somebody while doing that is the wild part to me. I mean, uh, I, I don't think it looks particularly strenuous. But Stwenu- strenuous? Just, I don't, I'm not doing them, so. Stwenuous? <laughs> anyway, I can barely breathe and not fart while I'm doing so. <laughs> uh, I can attest to that. Uh, so she's talking about how she's taking all these Watchers Council shrink tests and they've been asking her if she ever wanted to be a florist. And Willow's like, yeah, I want to. I never wanted to do that because it means you're crazy, right? <laughs> and I have the little Willow's, Willow's little red over shit. Little red overalls. I almost turned into RuPaul. Yes. Willow's walls. Yeah, they're really cute, and she's got this little red shirt on underneath them. But they, the wardrobe department, really was like, we're we're zeroing in on Willow, and everyone else is wearing black and gray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they definitely, uh, <laughs> they definitely put some clothes on Willow this episode. Sure did. <laughs> uh, Buffy notices uh, Willow's pencil stuff, and she says it's neat. And Willow's like, yeah, it's all about emotional control plus magic, which is very funny. And she's like, how, how come you're doing all these calisthenics, Buffy? I thought you were already buff, buff. And she's like, <laughs> buff, buff. <laughs> this is very funny. Uh, and Buffy's like, yeah, it's like reflex stuff and like precision stuff and whatever. I'm like into it right now because I want to do. And Will is like better than Faith. And Buffy's like, it's so shallow, isn't it? And I was like, Good, just give yourself some fucking credit, Buffy. God damn it. <laughs> right. I, it is a Joss Whedon episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and so Willow's like, competition is natural and healthy, and you'll definitely beat her in the psych tests. Just don't mark, Ooh. I sometimes like to kill people. And I was like, shut the fuck up, Willow. She didn't do that on purpose. Mm. Jesus. Uh, but uh, Buffy responds, uh, she's not exactly going to be on the cover of Sanity Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just a stupid pun. Um, but I thought it was hilarious. It's excellent. Um, 
And Buffy's like, it could have been me. And Willow insists that some people just don't have that in them. Don't have it in them to accidentally kill someone they thought were a vampire? I don't know, Willow. She did almost kill Xander. That's true. She did almost. She literally tried to kill Xander. Yeah. Uh, so that is one point for Willow. Don't, don't let's forget. Don't let's forget. That's true. Uh, and Buffy's like, sorry, I know you hate talking about her. And Willow insists it doesn't bother her. But we see the pencil like completely spinning out and then... Flooms toward a tree and stabs mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hmm, a uh, a small piece of wood that is propelled with enough force to pierce the chest of a tree." Interesting, <laughs> interesting power Willow has. Uh, and mm. that's all I have to say on that. So we cut to Snyder's office and he says, this is a marriage made in heaven, and Willow and some guy are sitting in front of him. Uh, he says, despite her unsavory associations, she's the pinnacle of academic achievement. And Percy, and he says a bunch of sport wor- sports words, including some mm. fast break. Is this a track thing? I don't know mm. what I don't know what sport Percy plays. I can't tell from what's not. He said saying. the three point line. That's that's, that's basketball. basketball. But I've never heard of a fast break before. I've heard of the candy bar. Sure. All right. So I don't, I guess he plays basketball because that's the only sport I know of oh, with the three-point line. Of all the things that I could research for this podcast, sports is the thing I care the least about. Sometimes I'm stuff. like, is do we have a right to call ourselves Buffy gays? Like, like are we gay enough? And then we're like, I have no idea what a fast break is. <laughs> what is What sport does this man play? <laughs> I mean, uh, we did get basketball from other context clues. Yes, so that's true. Maybe we aren't gay. (laughs) Yeah, we're probably straight. (laughs) Probably. Headline or changing the show to Buffy Straits. Buffy Straits, yes. So Snyder's like... uh, Buffy uh, Sisshets. Yes. He's he's like, you've got the brains. He's got the fast break. And Willow's like, "Uh, it's a match made in heaven. And Willow's like, you want us to breed? (laughs) (laughs) I want to take a moment to point out Willow's truly wild sweater. Also, so... Before that, I just want to point out this has to be the next day. Why did we have to change days? Yeah, that's weird. It, I thought it was so. This episode could happen in one day, but it happens over the course of three days. There are three different Willow outfits. Mm-hmm. So continue about Willow's sweater. Yeah, so the sweater she's wearing is like Afghan type pattern like an open Uh kind of weave and she's got a t-shirt on underneath it but then it's got it's like purple with a green and orange eyeball (laughs) yes in the middle that weird eyeball thing really threw me for a loop what is going on with that anyway that that part i was just like what the fuck is this sweater I i i guess it's supposed to look like she's wearing homemade things or something i mean the next sweater I mean, it's it's just like a sweater with appliques all over it. But uh-huh. like, this one is strange. This one is just like, what what the fuck is even happening? Right, now? yes. So Snyder clarifies uh, that he wants her to tutor him because he's flunking history and nothing motivates him. And he's like, hey, I'm challenged. And Snyder's like, you're lazy and motivated and self-involved. And I was like, that's... For, we know Snyder's a bad principal. Mm. Uh, but I just have to point it out again. Like, maybe he is a little, like, obviously is a little bit of a douche. But, like, maybe he's a douche because he, like, has learning disabilities, but also he's good at sports. So adults enable him. Like, mm. adults like Snyder. Right. Uh, so, you know, 
anyway, I, I, I like to give children the benefit of the doubt. Snyder, principal of Snydydale, hi. Mm. Uh, but anyway, he says, uh, he says to Will, he's like, I know how you enjoy teaching. And I, I, we're referring to the very illegal practice of having a student sub for a dead teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just thought that was fun to bring right. back. No way, no way legal. I mean, even before they had the uh, HQT high quality teacher, like part of No Child Left Behind or whatever, where right, like they, <laughs> that's a thing. I don't know if people know, but here in America, they like had a they codified that you have to actually be qualified to teach your subject, <laughs> right? Yes. Because I guess that wasn't a thing before. Uh, but anyway, but they did not raise teachers' pay because of it. Well, no. Of course not. No, you need <laughs> to have like three degrees, but you need to make like twenty thousand dollars like, in two years. Like roughly what you would get at any other job if you didn't have a degree. Right. <laughs> so uh my first teaching job, uh my first year paid about as much as I'm making uh stocking shelves. Mm-hmm. currently while taking classes so <laughs> he mentions how she's gotten ev- acceptance from every university with a stamp which i thought was funny mm-hmm. she's like well i've still got classes to take and he's like you've got so- you've got time to give back to the community and uh this just like teleported me back to go fish where he was being so gross yeah and he does the whole threatening thing and he's like i just know you want to do this ask me how i know and he's like i just do or whatever and then uh, which to me, cause I I do actually, <laughs> I know we're always very uh, uh, picking apart like the educational aspects of the show, but I do feel like that part is real because he can't really ask her to do this. Uh-huh. Like he has no authority to make her do this, to make her do this tutoring, and so he's asking her, quote unquote, uh-huh. which is very very education and like. Uh, <laughs> so triggering for me because it was like of course somebody who's in athletics is getting like red carpet special Mm. treatment for me the thing is like i understand like the thing of like pressuring people to help uh students who are like good athletes or whatever but i don't like is there a way he could actually like give her a consequence for this no that's what i'm saying there's no way he could realistically have her do this and so yeah and well and obviously so well not even just realistically like i think even in you there's no way he could justify a reason for like expelling her or something right before she graduates and so it's part of like well snyder has like no power to actually do this and this is part of why willow feels like she's walked over all the time Mm -hmm. uh so we cut to the library after he does the i just know thing and Buffy is asking if he threatened her. And she's like, it was mostly in his ni- his eyes and a little bit in his nostrils, <laughs> which is very funny. And Buffy's like, I think Snyder needs me to kick his ass. And I was like, oh, Buffy's yeah. jumping straight Danger. to violence. And that teleported me back to Inca Mummy Girl, where uh, Xander and Willow were like, uh, Buffy, you kind of like use violence to solve your problems a lot. And she's like, I can talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that, I thought that was very funny. Uh, and Willow's like, I just hate the way he bullies people and assumes everyone, ta- everyone's time is his. And then Giles pops out of the office and he's like, Willow, I need you to access the mayor's files. And she's like, on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, that's when Faith and Wesley enter. <laughs> and Wesley's like, 
<laughs> and face like, sorry, Princess Margaret here had a little trouble keeping up. <laughs> and that's uh-huh. like a reference to Princess Margaret of the British royal family being a smoker, right? I guess. That's my that was that my thinking. And like also like misogyny a little bit. And I'm all I'm yes. Wait, misogyny? Of like Oh, a- I got because he's cause Wesley's a girl. Mm. Yeah, 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 I get it. But, well, I'm all here, though, for making fun of uh, the British royal family. Sure. <laughs> for any reason whatsoever. Uh, so uh, they ask how it went, and uh, Wesley's like, well, uh, she did pretty well on the obstacle field, but she was a little sloppy, and Faith just like kind of looks at him. And, and Giles is like, should I take Buffy? Because Wesley is pretty clearly in bad shape. And he's like, no, I'll be fine. I might. I just might need some defibrillators. And uh, Faith tells Buffy, "It's gonna, you're gonna love it. It's like fun, only boring." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and like Giles says, he starts to get on to Faith a little bit about, like, he's like, "This is important for the council," and that made me think, "Wait, so is the council just over the whole trial thing they were gonna do? Or are they like doing this instead?" Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was like. So the council was going to fly her to England and, and like, like do this whole like due process somewhere. thing, and and now they're just letting her stay inside. They they still haven't given her a fucking watcher. What the nope. actual fuck? I do not understand. And I was like, so they just decided to have her do like the presidential fitness test. I don't. Yeah, it's, it's so really weird. weird. I do not under. I mean, he is giving psych evaluations. I guess. Uh, so Faith wishes Buffy luck as she goes off to change. And uh, while after Buffy leaves, uh, Faith is like, hey, Willow, what you doing? And Willow's clearly very annoyed at that Faith is mm-hmm. uh, acknowledging her existence because yeah, Willow hates Faith. Not into it. And she's like, oh, I'm trying to access the mayor's files. And Faith's like, oh, is it working? And Willow's like, he has some trick or, tricky barriers set up. And I was like, I, enjoy, I, I appreciate the vagueness because mm-hmm. they have no idea what computers are like. Right. And uh, she's like, eventually I'll get through. And that's when we cut to Faith's new apartment. Yes, Faith's new apartment with the mayor. And he's like, that's interesting because she clearly just told him about what happened. Mm-hmm. And this is something I had never noticed before. She's like kind of looking around the place and going on about it. And um, <laughs> uh, there is a gift basket on like a table that has fruit and daggers in it. Oh, I didn't I didn't notice that either of the two times we watched. <laughs> that is so funny. I liked his line too about uh can't have you staying in that CD moral t- hotel. There are immoral liaisons going there. And then she's like plus all the screwing. Yes, very I thought that was hilarious. Uh I think it's the the this like penthouse or whatever he has her in is very blue. There's a lot mm-hmm. of blue. Yeah, in there it. is. And that like there's so much blue it has to be intentional. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why all the blue? I don't know. I'm not sure. Its humor is very blue. Yeah, it's true. It's she all is about fucking and killing. It is all about fucking and killing. Is Faith? Is it because Faith is sad? Mm-hmm. And this is where people are like, uh, the blue curtains can just be blue. The author liked the color blue, so he said they were blue. And those are the people who didn't pass tenth grade. <laughs> well, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely didn't get a five on the AP literacy ex- ex- literature exam, which uh, someone here did. <laughs> <laughs> 
Congratulations. Uh, I, I was talking about you, Zach. I don't know what you're talking I about. I need a five. What? You lied to me? <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is a weird bit. You're a weird <laughs> bit. You brought it up, you fuckhole. <laughs> I only got a three on it. Uh, I got ketchup on it. So <laughs> that's a Bianca Del Rio joke. <laughs> Uh, gotta make sure I give credit. So, uh, he's like, uh, you need to still keep this motel room in case you need to see your friends. He calls it a hotel. And I was like, that's generous. Mayor Wilkins. Mm. <laughs> that is not a hotel. Uh, right. and she starts to jump on her bed while wearing shoes. And he's like, Hey, shoes. It's really weird. Okay. Okay. I, yeah. Okay. I want to start this now. I'm not going to get too deep into it. There is this really weird thing that the mayor does with Faith. Uh Uh-huh. Where he, like, infantilizes her. Yeah. And it starts here, and it doesn't end here. Well, okay. Uh, Just one little... I think it it seems... It's a little manipulative, it feels like. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't... it doesn't seem like he was intending to take in Faith until she killed Mr. Trick and came mm-hmm. to his office. And so I feel like he's sort of like looking at her and sort of like picking at maybe her weaknesses mm-hmm. because Faith seems like the person who may not have had the best childhood. Right. And which sort of is uh, exemplified by her jumping on the bed in this mm-hmm. scene and later in the scene when he's like, my girl has a PlayStation. Exactly. So uh, it seems a little manipulative to me. I feel like like he's uh, he recognizes like the kind of person that she is and that maybe she didn't have the best childhood and maybe he's giving her some things to, you know, sort of sweeten the deal mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. And uh, he makes that she she makes that comment about him being her sugar daddy. Yes. And he says, Hey, you know, I don't like jokes like that. I'm a family man. Now, now let's, let's kill, kill your, your little friend. friend. That was really a really great <laughs> juxtaposition humor, which just the writers of this show do, do so well. I mean, like Anya did it, of course, in the beginning as well. Uh-huh. Like, with the whole like, you know, uh, and we see it several more times I, throughout this episode, but like all through Buffy, the whole like uh, I brought torture and chaos for the cha- the pleasure of the lower beings. And I'm flunking math. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's very... I, I really enjoy that. Also, so when he mentions the thing about killing Buffy, she like she's like... She like makes his face. And he I was... was gonna, talking about killing Willow. Oh, Willow. Because she's hacking into his files. Oh, I guess so. That's why he sends the vampire gotcha, assassins gotcha. after her. But she still, she's like... And like, I forgot to bring this up earlier when she was wishing Buffy luck on her test, but like, she doesn't seem like she's really like super against the Scoobies. Like, oh, I, I felt like that was acting. Maybe. I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell. And I think that's, uh, there's like some nuances, nuances in Eliza Dushku's performance yeah. that like give this ambiguity to faith. That Definitely some nuances. Nuances. Yes. God damn it. Shut the fuck that's up. That's going to be Zach. our t-shirt. God, fuck you. <laughs> Pull apart but the nuances. I feel like the way Eliza Dushku performs these moments, like her wishing Buffy luck and then like maybe being a little taken aback at his suggestion about killing Willow. Like, it's like, is she like, is she really turned? Is she not? Is she redeemable? Mm. Like, and it's hard to tell. And I feel like it's really, it feels really layered and complex to mm. me. Also, Faith is definitely going to be playing Twisted Metal on that PlayStation. 
Twisted Metal, absolutely. 100%. Did you uh, ever play that? I did not. You know what it is? No, I don't think so. It's like a... Um, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a roller derby fighting type game, but you're oh. like these different cars. I was a Nintendo kid. Mm. Was Final Fantasy VII on PlayStation 1? Girl, I think it I was. Know. I didn't have a PlayStation. My cousin who... His family had more money than us. I'm pretty sure it was. I, I don't think Faith house. would like that game. Twisted Metal? Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> oh, no. She wouldn't have the attention span for that. Right, exactly. The Twisted Metal Although she like, would like the giant sword. Yeah, but Twisted Metal is like the you guns. go head to head and like fight. You like try uh-huh. to blow up the other car. Gotcha. She'd do, she'd do like arcade style fighting games. That's what oh, Faith yeah. would do. She would do Tekken and shit. Yeah, absolutely. Street I Fighter. Which, I don't know which ones are on which console. Right. <laughs> I w- when it comes to early stuff, I only know Nintendo. Uh, he he's like, I wouldn't ask you to do it this soon in the relationship. A vampire attack would look way more, or would look less suspicious. And uh, that's when he mentions he got her the PlayStation, and she's like, Wow, no way! <laughs> Whoa! Uh, so we cut over to. Oz oh, Willow. yeah. So we cut over to Oz and Willow in the hallway. And he's like, there's something about you that's causing me to hug you, <laughs> which is so cute. That I was loved pretty it. Sweet. I liked uh, he's got a shirt. His shirt says El Speedo. El Speedo. Yes. Uh, and he's talking about how his band had a gig in Monterey recently. And she's like, why didn't I know? He says he thought she did. And she's like, maybe I would have liked to go. And he's like, I didn't take you for missing school. And she's like, you think I'm boring. So he missed school. Well, I thought he said it was on a Saturday. I, I'm pretty sure he said he had a gig in Monterey on a Saturday. I guess maybe they... I don't know how far Monterey is from Sunnydale. So maybe he had to travel a while. I'm not sure. Uh, but he, after she says uh, he thinks she's boring, he's like, that would be a radical interpretation of the text. Right. And I was like, is it radical or is it... Uh, is the subtext rapidly becoming text? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think she definitely read more into that though. Yeah, I just but, I just wanted to bring that back right. up. Good line. And then she, so she kind of goes from disappointment to disappointment because then she runs into Percy outside, and she's like, uh, trying to get set up like a study session, and he's like, "Oh no, you're just supposed to do it." That's what Snyder said, and she's like, "He didn't say that." And he's <laughs> like, "What meeting were you at?" Right. <laughs> and that then, was funny. Uh, he like is basically like, oh, I've t-. he's like chewing gum very like yes. arrogantly. Because like, he's asking if he wants to do it at lunch. And he's like, I have to hang out. <laughs> no, I can't fun. do it at lunch. Gotta hang out. And right. Then, like there's this thing in movies too called the arrogant apple. And at first I thought he was eating an apple, but I think he was just loud. Just chewing gum. But you know what I'm talking about? It's like a thing. It's like you like, like take a bite. You're like, hey, I'm cooler than you and you're a dweeb. It's chomp. like the arrogant character being arrogant while eating an apple. It's yeah. Just, it's like a, a, a trope in Hollywood. Anyway, um, so he's like, oh, and don't type too good. Dead giveaway. And like runs off and then Willow's. <laughs> she sits down and she grabs a banana out of her back backpack and she's like, lunch be damned. I'm going to eat this banana. No, she. Well, that's not when she says that. She says, oh, okay. it's not lunch. T- or, I'm going to eat this banana anyway. It's not lunchtime, but I don't care. Yes. And then because it's so and it's such a like. It's like a really endearing little move because it's like just her just trying to grasp at something that Uh she feels like she can control because she just feels like she's being so stepped on, so pushed, so like neglected and like she's feeling very small in this moment. Like 
Snyder has threatened her. She feels like her boyfriend thinks he thinks she's boring. And then now her uh, the boy she's been forced to help is being like, no, you do everything. Well, and uh, I, th- it feels pretty obvious, but I feel like I have to say she doesn't really think that Oz thinks she's boring. She thinks she's boring and or, she's projecting yeah. it onto Oz. Right, exactly. So she's going through all that. So she's just trying to like, she's like, I'm going to do something. I'm changing something that I can change. Which yeah. um, is actually kind of a healthy way of dealing with it. Really. Yeah, I mean, She's eating like, a banana when it's not lunchtime. I'm going to eat this Why banana. Why the fuck not? And you can eat a banana whenever the fuck you want. Eat a banana right now. If you are li- if you have a banana next to you and you're listening to this and it's not lunchtime, eat your fucking banana. God if, damn it. If you want. If you want. If you're not hungry, don't eat your banana. If you don't want to eat your banana, don't <laughs> eat your banana. Don't listen to me. Do whatever the fuck you want. But eat it. <laughs> <laughs> eat anyway. it or don't fucking eat it. Just make your own choices. <laughs> So Buffy and Xander come up and they're like, hey, did you remember to tape biography last night? And I was like, I do- is biography a television show? I thought, okay, I have always heard that line as, did you remember to take biology? Like, did you that- remember to go, like as a joke, because like, you know, did you go to But class? they definitely say biography. He right? says biography? I think so. I thought That's he said what biology. the subtitles say. I thought he said biography. Anyway, I don't know what this line is. I did matter, not understand it. No, yeah, it's a very odd line. And then, um, but I always took it as, did you remember to go? Like, cause saying like maybe him and Buffy skipped for some reason. And then, um, <clears throat> also I have to point out Buffy's sunglasses in this episode, which are, are different. <laughs> they quite are. They're like those nineties, really thin wire rims, uh-huh. which is a, you know, a change from her giant plastic '60s looking ones. Yes, like it, like in uh, the Harvest, mm-hmm. or her. I should say her other part oh, no, of the maybe. '90s ones that she wore. Yes. Um, oh, or in uh, I Robot You Jane when she went to like stake out that place, mm-hmm. the scientist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, anyway, she's like, uh, what she says, she calls Willow old, reliable. And then Willow's like, I this whole interchange between uh-huh. her and Xander and Willow is my. S- favorite part of the episode it's so good my first favorite is when they all think willow's dead but yes this part and they're like uh <laughs> she's she like says, oh thanks that's and, a sexy nickname right and then she's like and and then xander's <laughs> like you're like a geyser a geyser of fun that goes off at regular intervals and she's like that's, that's old, old faithful, faithful. And, and he's like oh uh, th- i thought that was the dog that the guy has to shoot like, in the that's end that's old yeller and she's getting like <laughs> More and more mad as he is. And Buffy's <laughs> like, Xander, I beg you not to help me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I love it. It's uh, hilarious. Poor Xander. Uh, Buffy's it like, so funny. Buffy's acts like she has foot in the mouth disease, but it's, Xander's literally like making everything worse. Xander's by a putting hit one foot in his own mouth and one foot in Buffy's. He's got mouth. like four feet in every <laughs> single one of them is in his mouth. Uh, Buffy's like, I think it's good to be reliable. And Willow's like, I don't want to be reliable all the time. Maybe I'm not a doormat person. Uh, I'm not homework gal. And uh, Xander's like, I'm thinking nerve strike. And I was like, oh. And this is another thing. Like, I feel like the subtitles in this episode are fucked up. Or maybe my ears are just messed up. I was thinking too. I thought he said nerd strike. Yeah. So I... uh, I get it because I I that that and the biography line both of them I was really confused by and, and I what is a nerve strike? I haven't I was thinking like stroke maybe 
Zach's looking it's it not up. a thing. It's not a thing. I'm pretty sure he said nerd strike and biology. Perhaps. that I mean, that would make sense to me. And yeah, so anyway, I mean, I guess biography could be a show, like well, A&E biography. I thought, I did think they said last night, so it would have made sense for them to anyway, ask we if gotta she let this, something if it was on TV. We anyway. gotta let this go. But, yes, yes, <laughs> um, <laughs> we do. Anyway, so then she comes back, she's like, and I'm eating this banana. Lunchtime be damned. Yes. She's, she starts to storm off, which uh, really is a nice kind of callback to, to it. When Oz did it? Yeah, and he, like, it's this kind of mirror of that where he's like, I'm trying to do the manly storm off thing. It doesn't work if you come with me. Yeah, because Buffy tries to grab her and she's like, uh, you can't come with me. I'm storming off. Mm-hmm. And so she leaves. Uh, we cut to inside. Willow's going and up the staircase. I had a wild poster catch. Oh? There's a poster of uh, what appears to be a pregnant belly. Mm. And it says, um, uh, in, uh, it says with question marks, embarazada, which is Spanish for pregnant. <laughs> yes. And then there's like a bunch of other words in Spanish that I couldn't make out. But I was like, it's this poster in Spanish about being pregnant. Interesting. <laughs> All right. Uh, my my high school Spanish teacher had a story about like running into her one of her college Spanish classes or someone else running into one of her college Spanish classes and she was like, uh, "Lo siento, lo siento, soy embarazada," and uh, it, she was there. Sorry, sorry, I'm pregnant. Yes, exactly, because that's not embarrassed; it's pregnant. Uh, anyway, so Anya comes up to Willow on the stairs and she's like, hey, I'm kind of new. I don't know if you know me. I know a Cordelia. And Willow's like, oh, great. Right. <laughs> she's like, oh, just one more person to be a dick to me. And then uh, she said, uh, I heard she said something like, I heard you're the person to talk to for uh something and she's like that's me reliable dog geyser person <laughs> yes and then anya mentions that she wants her for a spell and will's like i like the black arts <laughs> Which I thought was funny. and then uh yeah and then okay so i was reading on imdb and they said that this is they had this in the goofs section uh-huh so they said that um anya says i heard you're a pretty powerful wicca and the goof was like saying that wi- people who practice Wicca are not Wicca. They're not called Wicca. They're called Wiccans. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I always had thought that was like an intentional choice on, for the show. Uh-huh. Like them being like, I don't know, doing a weird slangy Buffy speak thing. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe it, well, maybe it was a misunderstanding of how to use well, the word. Well, it's weird because they feel it feels like they, they use Wicca and like maybe Wiccan and Witch interchangeably. Do they say Wiccan ever? I don't remember ever. Uh, maybe they don't the even say Wiccan, actually. they I think they maybe only say Wicca. To me, I would think it's kind of an intentional choice to like to say that and kind of equate it to witchcraft but without bringing too much of the religious element into it yeah they do use witch and wicca interchangeably though which to my understanding are not terms that are used interchangeably if they are used correctly i mean some people that's a little bit different like some people do but but like it just depends on like what you actually are doing and what you are yeah i mean wicca to witch, like wiccan witch is not as weird as saying someone is a wicca that's like saying you right. are a you are a chris you know like <laughs> you are a christianity <laughs> right yeah you are a jewish you're <laughs> you are a well no that doesn't work uh you, you are an islam 
Yes. <laughs> right. Like the like the Iraq. Yeah, such as of the Iraq. Such as of the Iraq. Yes. Anyway, yeah, so if you practice witchcraft or are a Wiccan or whatever, let us know what this exchange felt like to you. <laughs> anyway, I just was like I thought that was kind of interesting and I like to me I'm I still think it's probably like how could they not know? I mean they do it all the time, so I th- I think. But that's what I'm saying. I think it's a conscious choice to say it like that. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. So yeah, anywho. Uh, so she needs Willow to help her create a temporal fold a and tiny little temporal fold. Yes, and uh, Willow's like, "Is it dangerous?" And Oni's like, Psh, "Oh no," because well, Which, she's like kind of lying because yeah. it probably is dangerous. Then, well, yeah, I mean, uh, like it sounds like you're folding the fabric of time. Which yeah, sounds really you, fucking dangerous. Exactly. And then Anya's like, it, or Willow's like, "Could we pretend it is?" <laughs> right. <laughs> so Anya's like, "Oh, she's really into this." And then we cut to the spell, the plate with the <laughs> necklace drawn on yes. it. Yes. Which I I understand, but also seems really funny to me. Uh, and she is, says the necklace was stolen from her mom's apartment. Liar! Liza Minnelli. Liza Minnelli lies. lies. Uh, Willow asks how the spell works. And I was like, you're doing the spell like right now. You brought chicken feet. Like, you, Shouldn't you know by now? Well, yeah, but they don't want to have a whole scene where they explain how the spell works. And right, right, right. The spell. That's boring. Uh, so Anya says they're going to call on Arishan, the endless one. They're going to offer up the standard supplication, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, and then there will be a teensy temporal fold, we hope. And uh, th- uh, she'll pour sacred sand on the representation of the necklace and blah, blah, blah spell stuff. Uh, so they start to recite the spell and there's this glowy, colorful wind. And we see flashes from the episode The Wish, particularly the scene where they're fighting in the factory. Uh, we see the sand spill on Willow's hand. What's that part where it looks like Anyanka is like licking her fingers? <laughs> I don't remember that from the episode. I I don't remember either. It's like, did she just have some chocolate? She just got done eating some hot wings. Yeah, I would imagine it's probably when she's like confronting Giles at his apartment. I'm not sure. I don't remember her licking her fingers. Yeah, I don't either. (laughs) It's very strange. uh, Yeah, so we saw that. Maybe that was a cut scene or something. Uh And um, and there's this part where like the sand is kind of. It looks like they're fighting over pouring the sand, kind Uh of, and. It's not. It's kind of hard to tell if that's supposed to be like the spell, like it's just like the intensity of it's making their hand shake or whatever, or if Willow's trying not to pour it. Well, and Anya it wasn't of, up front with Willow about what the spell was actually well, supposed to be doing. Right. Well, and then it seems like Willow's like trying to catch it with her hand, or I'm like, is it just kind of is her is it just supposed to pour through her hand on? Uh-huh. Anyway, that was an interesting idea where I was like, is she trying to stop it from all the way working? Right. Because she's seeing all these flashes maybe and like vampire yeah. her and like demon on Yonka and Yeah, like that makes sense. People dying and all this shit. And then she's like uh, she they they come out of it the and uh, very important in one of the flashbacks we see vampire Willow vanish. disappear. Yeah, and so um she comes out of it and she's like, whoa, what the hell was that? And that's she's a, like, that's, that's a, a little, little blacker, blacker than, than I like my art. art. <laughs> and then she's like, that wasn't just a temporal fold. That was some kind of hell place. And Anyanka is kind of very pissed because she, the, she the is necklace so isn't mad. there. And she's like, 
I swear I'm just trying to get my necklace. And she's like, did you try looking in the sofa in hell? <laughs> yes. And Ani's like, line. we'll try again. And Willow says, I think emphatically not. Right. <laughs> and then Anya calls her an idiot child, which, whoa. <laughs> yes. So funny. And Willow goes, I believe these chicken feet are mine. Right. <laughs> and so then funny. she's like, uh, which funny, the chicken feet are like a, uh, are on one of Willow's cards on uh, the unmatched set. I didn't know that. I'll have to pay attention next time we play. Anyway, um, any, ma- Unmatched, by the way, is a dueling game, and there's a Buffy the Vampire Slayer set. So. Yes, and Willow, unfortunately, is really, really bad. She is a <laughs> complete glass cannon where it's like you either got to win in like the first five minutes or you're definitely going to lose. Right. <laughs> so and most of the characters in that set are really bad. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're universally kind of toted as But we play set. them anyway because we love Buffy. We do. Any hoozle, um, <laughs> I really like the line. It's another one of those juxtaposition jokes where it's like, magic is not to be toyed with. Now I have someone else's homework to finish. Yes. <laughs> and uh, as she's leaving, Anya goes, nothing. And she smashes the plate. And I was like, oh, that's a lot of emotion for safe. <laughs> How Anya. dramatic. And then dramatic. And then we see vampire Willow wake up in the abandoned factory. And she that goes, did not become a blood. A weird blood conveyor belt uh, uh, suction machine. (laughs) And she's like, this This is is weird. weird. And then... Cut to break. Okay, so this scene is actually like a pretty much shot for shot, almost recreation of Cordelia's experience. Yeah. When she goes into the wish verse. It's just like, but it's the opposite, which I thought that was a really cool touch. Yeah, because Cordelia wakes, uh, comes into the wish first, and she's like, like walking home, and she sees all this like chaos happening around her. And now Vampire Willow is doing the same thing, but she's like confused, and like people are being really happy and laughing and stuff coming out of the movie theater. For some reason, the scene, the clothes, and everything that people are wearing just really remind me of Back to the Future when he goes to 2015 or whatever. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, because everybody's dressed very interestingly, and then. This little old lady, for some reason, is like, I'll ask the kind lady in a black leather corset for help. And, and then so, she turns to her and she's like, Bleh. and the old lady's like, Ooh. yes, it is really funny. Uh, so then we cut. Oh, OK. So actually, before we cut to the bronze, I want to stop and talk about something. Mm. So I think it's really interesting that Willow is feeling some kind of way about like being boring and like maybe not as mature as her friends and stuff like that. Uh, because mature. I don't, it just like part of like the costuming and stuff in this episode, like really like tries to make her seem a little mo- bit more childlike than everyone else. Mm. And, uh, but again, it's also like the boring thing and the reliable thing. And it's really interesting to me because like as an audience member, it feels like we've seen Willow like progressing more and more and becoming becoming more confident and like doing more things and like she's doing all this magic stuff and Giles is warning her about magic stuff and she's she cheated on her boyfriend with Xander and like it's really interesting that she's feeling this way to me. I mean, but it's not out of nowhere because there's uh-huh. just a two episode arc about it with Buffy where she was feeling excluded and like less than because Buffy's like, well, you can't be in the club because you're not super powerful. Slayer. Yeah. And that's why I and say so, it's, and that's why I say it's interesting rather than like, I don't understand it. Cause I do understand it, but like, 
uh, it's funny from the outside in to look at like her feeling this way and be like, ooh, I'm too reliable. But we've seen her throughout the season, like getting more into witchcraft and like being more into fighting vampires. Well, I mean, but isn't that like so that's just like so common, though. When you're when you are the person living it, like you can get this kind of myopathy where you don't really see outside of yourself and like you don't see the progress that you've made. You yeah. just see where you're at. Exactly. And that's what I was th- that's kind of what I'm getting it getting at. Like uh maybe like perhaps socially, like she's not quite as advancing as much as fighting the supernatural and stuff. But uh I don't know. It's just really interesting because like from the outside looking in, we see that she's growing so much and like she's maturing so much and she feels like she's kind of stuck in this way. But yeah, I mean, she is feeling like she's small. She's feeling like she's regressing. I yeah. Mean, she's literally having something she's already dealt with done to her again. Uh-huh. With the whole like first it was Gage Patronzi and now it's uh, what's this guy's name? Percy. Percy. Yes. Like this is like <laughs> almost like a complete redo of that. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, and so, I mean, not exactly the same circumstances, but basically the same thing. Yeah. So I, and, meant, to, I meant to bring that up earlier because like Willow has developed a whole lot. And uh, it's just like, you know, the thing of where you are yourself and you're like uh, and you only you don't see the little things that are developing like in your life and your personality mm-hmm. and stuff. But like other people might. And so I just, I just thought that was interesting. It's yeah, kind of cool. But also where you can like feel like you've come so far and you're like, I've gotten so much better. And then this thing happens and you're, and like, you're like, oh, I'm actually the same little girl I was right, like 10 like, years ago. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, OK, well, I've come far, but then also this can still get me. So, yeah, exactly. I, I meant to bring that up earlier. Uh, so I just wanted to mention that. So we cut to the bronze. And there's a chair. I was telling Kyle when we were watching this, the lyrics of this song like haunt me and are really inextricably tied to this show for two reasons. One, I've like, I think I'm pretty only ever heard this song on this show. Uh And like, it's the lyrics are so weird. I just, I just added it to a playlist on Spotify because as the scene goes on, I was like, actually, this is a really cool song. You know, it's an interesting, I love it, but I like, and at the same time, I'm just like, this one's wacky. And yeah. Like, when, the, well, the part I always remember is there's a key where my beautiful mouth used to be. And da, da. that's the part that I always remember. But also the singer's hair is wild. Yeah, I love it. I it's can't. So is cool. it a wig? Maybe. It, it might looks be. like a wig. It does look like a wig. It's an interesting do. Yes. <laughs> so vamp- Up do. Up do anyway in um, <laughs> that's a reference to a podcast that is about another tv actually, show. actually it's a reference to drag race yes uh, well a reference to a drag race that another podcast really put in the limelight that was referring to the show that is hard. anyway <laughs> so vampire willow will enters now read the bronze. To you from the fourth book of drew rupaulians yes uh so yeah Vampire Willows. Oh, by the way, this song is called Virgin State of Mind, if you want to look it up. Groove into the music. Yes. She is uh, wandering around looking for the cages that she used to be in the some bronze. She people. Yeah. Yes. She wants, she wants Angel to flick some matches onto his chest. And then Percy kind of like bu- literally bumps into her and is like, Whoa, Willow, you trick or treating or something? And I, I thought that was so cool. It's obviously a reference to Halloween, right? Right. Because she was dressed like a hooker, I don't know, so a sex worker. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, 
I just remember Giles being like, and you're dressed up as what exactly? Yeah. And so uh, he starts like going over how he's like, her ass is his and blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, bored now. now. And then I wonder if we'll ever hear that again. And I wonder. Then, and then I she, have a shirt. I, I'm wearing a shirt right now with bored now on it and mm-hmm. some other stuff that I can't talk about because it's a spoiler. And, and uh, she like palm punches him in the chest and, like, and he flies, flies over the pool table. It's yeah, so funny. Looking. That was awesome. And I, I just really love it. And then like just the bully getting the comeuppance is always good for me. I love I, it. I always love the uh, I don't know. I'm isn't like that just like a vicious thing that you just feel in movies when like Absolutely. the person who's been an asshole just gets it. And you're like, and you're yeah, like maybe you, they bitch. didn't deserve that extreme, but fuck you. I hate you. Yeah. Yeah. And they <laughs> totally deserved it. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you. I mean, that's like, I guess that's why it's good to interact, act out those things in fiction. And not <laughs> yeah, right, not reality. But yeah, so she like punches him over the pool table and then he, she like goes over to him and she's like, I'm having a terrible night. I want to make it better. She grabs him by the throat. And then he's like trying to like hit her and she like just grabs his arm like it's nothing and just pushes it back uh-huh. down to his side. And then Xander just like pokes <laughs> his head into some random group of people. He's like, hey, what's going on? A Is funny there a thing? funny thing? <laughs> and, and then he sees the situation and he thinks like he's hurting for some willow. reason he thinks percy is attacking willow and, and then he, he like, like throws, throws percy off and he's like stay away from me and he's like okay and percy just <laughs> runs away and willow's like xander you're alive because i guess he died before she her saw him the yeah, he had just been killed yeah we can we see it in the when they do the the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. spell and so she like uh, oh, and he says, oh, Will, changing the look, not an idle threat with you. <laughs> and <laughs> then that was very funny. she like starts, to stay, like, she like hugs him and is like, like kind of groping him. And he's like, uh, we're verging on naughty touching here. But and then and she like, grabs his ass, and she's, presumably. Oh, she grabs something and he's like, hands, hands in new places. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she's like, wait, you're alive. Mm hmm. Uh, and she's <laughs> like, everything's different. This whole thing with Will, with Buffy, she's like, aren't you going to introduce me to your holy God, your Willow? Yes. <laughs> She's and like, I like the look. It's, it's extreme, extreme, but and, it looks good. And it's a, a leather thing. And yes. I said extreme already, right? Yes. Uh, and Willow says, I don't like you. And, <laughs> and then, yeah, well, and then Buffy kind of tries to apologize or whatever. And she says something like leaving now. And then Xander, of course, immediately becomes a dick. And he's like, not loving the new you. Yeah, right. As opposed to something like, wow, something's going on with you. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, and I just want to say like, so Vampire Willow is so fucking gay. Yeah. And it's not just because she licks people, licks women's <laughs> necks later. Also, she's announcing her exit. She's like, All right. she, she doesn't like what they're doing. And she's like, leaving now right <laughs> like she's, she's like i'm bored i'm going home she might as well have just turned around and pushed somebody aside and be like move i'm gay yes right i thought it was so funny right and then buffy like goes in again and she like tries to grab willow's hand and she's like get off me and, and she goes vamp face. face yeah and uh we cut to their faces and they look horrified mm-hmm we cut to Vampire Willow strutting out of the bronze. And we had a long discussion about whether this was marimba, vibraphone, or a combination of the two. I think it's just vibraphone, but there could also be some marimba. I think the bass notes are too low for vibraphone, but... 
I could we, be wrong. I think you can have big vibraphones that have those bass notes. But anyway. Well, and also, it's like not really like resonating that much. Also, I mean, it's probably it's like, also doom. not an actual instrument. It's like probably, probably got a synth MIDI. instrument. Yeah, or yeah. MIDI. yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Anyway, we were like, I, I for some reason, I got obsessed with trying to figure that out. And I was so, I, it was so cool to see Allison Hannigan getting a fight scene here. Because right. these vampires come up on her and she fights them and totally kicks the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she gets one like on the ground and she has his hand and she's like, you made me cranky. Uh, and he's like, this is a mistake. We were sent after a human. And she asks who they work for. And he's uh, and he's like, not telling. She breaks his finger and he's like, Mayor Wilkins. Oh, so, she asks, so she asks him three times. She's like, who do you work for? And then she breaks. He says that she breaks his finger and he's like. Wilkins the mayor. Or who do you work for? Wilkins the mayor. And then she kind of pauses for a second and breaks another finger. Uh-huh. And she's like, who, who do, do you, you work, work for? for? And then he's like, you. Yes. <laughs> she's like, get your friends, bring them. The world's no fun anymore. We're going to make it the way it was, it, starting it, with the blonde. It was at this point that I felt the need to type that corset, darling. Yes. I mean, we talked extensively about this outfit in The Wish, but, you know, it's it's very interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. And I and still we, uh, of course, have the red, bright red lipstick and the green, like kind of shimmery eyeshadow moment. Yes. As well. Oh, I Important. love the green eyeshadow. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about green. And I'm obsessed with women and green in this show. Like Cordelia's well, green pants in Welcome to the Hellmouth and the green in uh, the green slash blue in uh, Out of Mind, Out of Sight. I just feel like redheaded people in general, like green is a good color on them. Yeah, well, it's and like the she, whole thing where Ariel's tail was green before her hair was red, and they chose the red to complement the tail. Right, because, well, I mean, literally those are complementary colors, but... Yes. And like, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, and she had... Allison Hannigan has kind of like green eyes, right? Like greenish or mm-hmm. sort of. And so I think it really goes with them well. I and agree. I kind of wish she would have been like, you know what? I'm going to steal that eyeshadow look. <laughs> right, exactly. So uh, we see Buffy and Xander enter entering the library very sad, and Giles is like, what's going on? And we cut to after they've told him what's going on. And Buffy's like, this isn't real. I can't feel anything. Arms, legs, anything. Giles says she was truly the fine of, finest, finest of was, all of us. And then Xander says she was way better than me. And then Giles says, yes, much, much better. <laughs> and I was like, it's so funny. Like, they do not. Everything about this scene is so fucking funny. Giles has no qualms about, like, hating Xander. And it's so funny. <laughs> like, remember Becoming Part 2 where Xander's like, I I know I'm, if you were dreaming, would it be me you were dreaming about? And Giles's like, oh, okay, is I'll it, come with it, you. <laughs> right, let's go. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, the just the the <laughs> the construction and the comedy of this scene with, like, us knowing that it's Vampire Willow. Right, but I none know. of the characters knowing, and like, and like the audience being in on the joke, and it's like so they can camp it up and be like so over the top sad about it. Well, but then, it, and but it also is kind of really relatable and emotional. Exactly, because like it's this must be so hard like for the actors because they have to be sad and like they believe that Willow has been turned into a vampire, but play but the comedy also, part of it. Well, and they're not, not like it has to be sincere, but it can't yeah. be over the top because like we know Sarah Michelle Geller can turn on the fucking tears and like realistically that probably should be happening right now. Right. But it would probably, it would take us out of the it comedy would be too of much, the moment. Right? Yeah. I said over the top earlier. I, I shouldn't have said that. I was incorrect. But yeah, they like, but I get what you're getting. The at, joke though. of it is so good. Like it's just so well played where it's like. 
they're doing like you said like kind of just enough for the joke to be like really funny but uh-huh. not like to overdo it yeah and then well and like i think too part of that comes in in their reaction to when they find out she's alive uh-huh yeah exactly which is so funny because so she's well so just to say first of all buffy blames herself Oh, of course. What? What? Buffy's blaming herself this for something? This is a totally new thing. At and least that's I was, the last time she's ever going to do that. So I watched this episode. Uh, no, Often I watch them on the Friday morning before I go to sleep, before we record. I watched it a day early, and so I had time to think about it at work because I didn't bring my headphones. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I was thinking about this line where she's like, it's my fault. I shouldn't have told her the reliable thing. And I was like, Buffy's blaming herself for everything. And then I thought, she blames herself for everything except for every meal. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so stupid that, that I had to bring it up. That is the gayest thought chain I've ever heard. Right, exactly. So Willow comes in and she's like, what's going on? <laughs> and, and then she we says... So we haven't talked about this outfit yet, though. So... We've got we've got this pink sweater, this like knit or crochet sweater, something like that, with applique daisies all over. It's it got daisies around faces. the neck and around the like the uh, hem on the bottom. Uh huh. <laughs> it's got this like smiley faces and stuff all over it. A big square. I actually kind of like this thing. sweater, but with the skirt, it looks really weird. <laughs> I mean. I think personally the entire ensemble is like adorable but hideous. You're right, exactly. And I love it. Um And like Willow like makes weird fashion choices all the time, but like not this weird. It like it's clear the costume department is like, let's do something like particularly extra this episode. Well yeah, I mean like well you it's like you have to do the juxtaposition of like pink, fluffy, flouncy, like fun, goofy with, you know, sex dominatrix and before the <laughs> uh, yeah and before the tiktok film bros come for me i know it's visual shorthand i'm just talking about it <laughs> fuck you not the tiktok film bros that's what they that's what they did to me when i was like where did buffy get this like uh this gigantic baggy whatever in uh, what's my line and i was like i know what the fuck visual shorthand is i'm <laughs> i'm recording a podcast shut the fuck up anyway uh yeah no, i i uh, I really like the outfit, though. I mean, it's like I do think it is like a quintessential Willow outfit. I had for a really long time, and this is the only one of these I can talk about. But I had um, so if you're familiar, I don't know if this is hard. <laughs> I'm about to do that thing mm-hmm. where I'm describing something visual on a vocal medium or sound medium. But yes. so if you're familiar with like the triple goddess imagery, mm-hmm. do you know what I'm talking about when I say that? I don't think so. So there's this thing in um like wicca and witchcraft which is like the triple aspects of the goddess and it's like the maiden the mother and the crone crone, yeah and it's uh there's like uh like a full moon in the middle and then like a half moon uh on one like a waning moon and a waxy moon on Mm -hmm. either side and uh there i had this screensaver forever on my uh, ipad and it was three willows and this willow was in the place of the, the maiden. maiden and i can't tell you what the other ones were because they uh are spoilers i understand <laughs> that's uh, that's very interesting that's really cool i, w- I mm-hmm. would like to see that you should find that for me i probably still have it saved in my pictures on my ipad somewhere but anyway um then <laughs> then we get into this another great uh, a series of so, great jokes so willow's like what's going on who died and she's like oh god because they died? no one says anything and they keep looking serious <laughs> that has happened to me before did i ever tell you about this 
what you so said who died and someone actually died. i didn't do that so i went into uh, my in high school band was the first class of the day and i went into band and uh someone came late and someone had actually died the night before like a Ooh. kid in our town uh had died like in a really gruesome way Ooh. and so uh this girl came in and she was like baby happy go lucky and she's like wow who died and everyone is just like uh, and she's like, oh, because oh, she hadn't heard about it. Yeah, it was really fucked up. That's like a core traumatic memory. For and that so person, since probably. then, I was like, if anyone ever says that, I'm like, someone might have actually died. You should probably not like ever say that <laughs> when people are sad. Oof. So don't ever say that when people are sad. So um, <laughs> Xander's like, oh, get back, demon. And he holds up a cross. <laughs> this to her. is this gag where he holds the cross up at her and it doesn't do anything. And I also laughed because I could see the little um, the little hole for you to um, hang it on the wall in the back. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, he holds it up at her and it doesn't do anything. And she just kind of looks at him weird. And he like looks at it and then like shakes it and then yes, like points it's not it back working. at her. He's like, Ugh. and Buffy's smart enough to realize what's kind of kind of what's going on. She's like, Willow, you're alive. Uh, Willow says, aren't I usually? Which is very funny. Buffy and Xander give her a big hug. And she's like, I love you guys too. Oxygen's becoming an issue. Yeah, the hug gag gets me every time. And they come off. And she's like, Giles, what's going on with these? And he like runs there. But if you, okay, I need, you need to watch this like either in slow motion or just like, just really watch what's happening. Because the way <laughs> she... Allison Hannigan does this so well because she's like, Giles, what's wrong? <laughs> and he starts running at her and her face goes to what the fuck? <laughs> and he grabs before he gets to her and then he like just grabs her in this crazy hug and then she's like, oh! <laughs> and she makes this like horrified face. And, he, and so it's like clear <laughs> he's like hugging her with a, like a million tons of force. Right, like so much intensity which is so like weird for her because like... <laughs> <laughs> of like how how stiff upper lip he normally is and like her relationship with him is and like it makes so much an sense adult though, and a mentor too. and a teacher because remember it's so sweet. she had that picture of them in her locker yeah. in season one but i know it's like all these things at once which is so it's funny it's very sweet and touching and it's <laughs> she's just like, like it's really nice that you guys missed me you didn't happen to do a bunch of drugs did you <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like Buffy, I think, asked Giles what's happening, and he's like, something very strange is going on and here. And Xander's like, I can't believe the Watchers Council let this guy go. <laughs> Everybody, like, just fucking kills it in it's this scene. It's so good. All of the actors just, I mean, chef's kiss. It's and we, amazing. So now we cut to Anya sitting down at the bar in the bronze, and she's like, give me a beer. He asks for her ID, and she's like, I'm 1120 years old. Just give me a freaking beer. And he's like, it's like ID. ID. Just give me a Coke. I like to have the guy, <laughs> so the bronze guy, which, by the way, the return of the bronze um, um, logo on the, or the bronze branded T-shirt. Yes. And this is the first like actual this is the first time we've actually seen someone ordering alcohol at the bronze. Like oh, yeah. this is a confirmation that the bronze actually serves alcohol. I know we had in the first episode like the must be 21 to be served mm, alcohol or whatever, but well, we've never Buffy, actually seen it. Buffy did seem to be drinking an old fashioned in the first episode. <laughs> right. That's but true. anyway, um, yeah. So she <laughs> I just love the like the ID gag too, where he's just like, ID. Yes. She's like, I'll have a beer. And then she's like, just give me a beer. And then she says the thing is like, ID. Like, oh, I have a Coke. 
Dude, right. Oz and Devin are there because Oz said he was playing at the bronze tonight. Uh-huh. And uh, he's like, the, Devin's like, we need a roadie. And <laughs> Oz is like, other brand, bands can play more than three chords, sometimes even six or seven. And Devin says, that's <laughs> just for fruity jazz bands. And then uh, Angel shows up. And I'm like, this is the like episode. Like, if we have an episode where it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for Angel to be there, he's just going to show up to like help out a little bit. All right. But yeah, he shows up. Devin asks him if he wants to be a roadie, right? Uh-huh, yes. And he's like, hey, how would you feel about, or you think you'd like being a roadie? And he's like, less than you'd think. <laughs> right. And then, why is he there again? He was just thinking Buffy would be there, right? Yeah, he's just, he's just there. I don't, Angel I thought just he said, is places sometimes. I thought he was saying you think, anyway, I love the repartee. Oh, Oz asks if he's looking for Buffy and Angel says, as always. Right. I really like the repartee between Oz and Angel in the scene. Yes, it's very, very interesting. Funny. There's just like trading one-liners. Uh, we, go, we don't get to see them interact very often. Like, oh, like when the vampires break break in. Uh huh. And then like he's like, I think we need backup. And he's like, I think I'm needing here, needed here. Ten against one could get pointless. Yes, uh, a very very interesting little banter between them. Uh, so uh, and then like. The angel like sees that he can go through the skylight if he needs to. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's it's an interesting little part of the scene. And we get that little willow theme, I guess you would call it. Uh huh. Or because it was playing actually when Willow was uh, storming off too. So right, I call it the willow theme. Yeah, right. When Vampire Willow enters and Anya sees her and she's like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone, and she says, "Everyone's all afraid, just like old times." Uh, and that's when uh, Angel decides that he's going to go get Buffy. Because Oz says, get Buffy. Yes. Do it now. Yes. And Devin's like, Oz, check out your girlfriend. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, Devin, you hot dummy. <laughs> you hit you Devin gay himbo. Yes. <laughs> uh, Willow, Vampire Willow approaches some girl, uh, learns her name is Sandy, takes her hand, pulls her to the side, and she's like, you don't have to be afraid just to please me. Can I ask you a question? Uh-huh. Do you think she's saying it that way? Or do you think she's saying, you don't have to be afraid just to please me? Huh. I don't know. Because I feel like you could interpret it either way. You could. I didn't. I, I should. Uh, next time I watch it, I'll think about that. Like, is there a comma after afraid or not? Right, 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 right. I get it. I get it. I get it. Mm. Um, she insists, uh, if your good boys and girls will make you young and strong forever and ever, we'll have fun. She starts licking stuff. Uh, she licks Sandy's neck, and she's like, "If you're not Sandy," and she feeds on Sandy and throws her to the ground. Questions? Look at me, I'm, I'm Sandy, Sandy and I'm dead, <laughs> and I'm dead. Hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> with being dead. What? Sorry. Yes, okay, she's. Stop. <laughs> She says questions, comments, uh, and Oz says, Will, you don't want to do this. She says, but I'm so good at it. And he asks, who did it to her? She's like, I know you. You're a white hat. Why are you talking to me like we're friends? And then this is when Anya kind of breaks in and is like, you're not the willow in this from this reality. And so Oz is kind of like taking this all in. And he's like, oh, he's making, <laughs> he's like, like, making this these is faces. weird. His normal Oz silent reactions to things. And right. Um, she's like, this is a dumb world. In my world, there are people in chains and we can ride them like ponies. And uh, she tells Anya she wants to go back there. And uh, we cut back to the library and Willow's like, this is creepy. A vampire that looks like me. And they're like, uh, it is you. Yeah, not looks like 
is you. Every detail except not being, except for you not being a dominatrix. <laughs> and they're like, unless, and she's like, yeah, me and Oz play Mistress of Pain Which, every night. Okay, I know I'm skipping a little bit ahead. But Angel's, the little angel thing later, just keep that in mind. We're going to oh, right, come right, back right. to it. So anyway, they're uh, like, oh, and Xander's like, oh, did anyone else go to a scary visual place? <laughs> and I think doesn't Buffy be like, oh yeah, yeah, or something like that. And that's when Angel comes in and he's like, Buffy, something has happened that Willow's dead. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's so over the top, and I'm like, he funny. doesn't see her like right next to him, and, but he does right after he's like, hey Willow, and he's yeah, like, right, what? He's like, wait, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we saw her too, and he's like. Okay, whatever. Well, there's a cadre of vamps at the bronze. Right. And I'm like, he got over this really I remember quickly. watching this a while back, and I actually had to look up what the word cadre meant. And what is like, it? I was like, I don't know. It's like a group. Oh, okay. That's easy. <laughs> so, uh, like they, a gang. Uh, they end up leaving to take care of the vampires. Uh, and Buffy asks if they should call Faith, and Giles is like, I don't think she should be on the front lines with civilians just yet. And I was like, yeah, probably a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Xander says, "Here, here." <laughs> he doesn't right. want to around any right. civilians, including himself. And Willow's like, "What are we gonna do with me or the other me?" And they're like, "I don't know. We just have to stop them." And so they continue to leave. And she's like, "Oh, wait, just a second. And she goes back to the library. I'll catch up with you. Before we get into that, what in the fuck? What is going on with this coat that Buffy is wearing? It's just a what? lot, like the drab gray. Long. But what in the nineteen twelve? Like what the <laughs> fuck?" It's like an ankle length almost. Well, that's coat. like what I was saying earlier. Like Willow is wearing all these bright colors and these like embellished things. And every other character is in this like drab, like dark colored ensemble. But it's like Buffy's wearing this like head to toe coat. Like it's <laughs> she loves so the long. trench coat. Yeah. But it, and it's it doesn't have buttons or anything uh-huh. like not on the outside. So I'm like, how is it fastened? Does it fat? Is it have like a flap? Like a pea coat where you but anyway, you might say I it's have a lot of fascinating. Nah. <laughs> wow. Anyway, um, I gave that the laugh it deserved. Nah. <laughs> but it's just this, yeah, very like concrete gray floor length coat. I agree. It's very strange. It's very weird. <laughs> and it, I just didn't understand it. I was like, what? Anyway. Thank you for letting me talk about the nun coat. That's what I call yes. it in my... So Willow goes back into the library and she leans over the counter, presumably to grab the tranquilizer gun and, because she doesn't want them to kill her other self. Mm. And uh, But as she's trying to grab it, Vampire Willow... I didn't even think about that being what she's grabbing. Yeah. No. Vampire Willow grabs her from behind and she says, Alone, Alone at last. last. Yes. We cut to break when we come back. And Vampire Willow's like, look at me, I'm all fuzzy. <laughs> and Willow and says, what do I want with you? She's like, wait. I mean, <laughs> and uh, then she finds out that she's caused this because she's from another world. She's like, oh. <laughs> oh, oops. <laughs> yeah, right. Very funny. And Willow's like, Vampire Willow's like, I kind of like the idea of the two of us. Uh, we could be quite a team if you come to my way of thinking. And Willow says, would that mean we have to snuggle? <laughs> She said, so I kind of like it a smell. I kind of like it a smell. <laughs> uh, vampire. Oh, vampire. Sorry, that was the clap. Yes. Anyway, if you know, you know. Season yes. four Drag Race. Right. Vampire Willow licks her neck and she's like, what do you say? Want to be bad? 
head and was <laughs> like, this can't get more disturbing. You're freaking me out She's, right now. Well, uh, did she already ask? Did you already say the part? You kind of went through it really fast that where she said, would that mean we'd have to snuggle? Yes. No, I said that uh, the whole thing. <laughs> and so uh, Willow holds up a cross and Vampire Willow just knocks it out of her hand and mm-hmm. pushes her over the fucking desk. Right. And then she's like, don't want to play? Guess I can't force you. And Wait, Willow, I can. Yeah. Willow grabs the tranquilizer, tranquilizer gun and shoots her. And a vampire <laughs> Will- Willow just goes, bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> falls to the ground. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> so it cuts to the, uh, the rest of the Scoobies are back. I guess Willow has notified them. And they're locking her up in the bookcage, and they're like, extraordinary. And Willow's like, that's vampire me? I'm so evil and skinky, and I think I'm kind of gay. gay. (laughs) And Buffy says, Willow, just remember that a vampire's personality has nothing to do with the person that was. And then Angel says, well, actually, and everybody kind of looks at him, and he's like, that's a good point. point." (laughs) Which even more kind of brings in that dominatrix mistress of pain thing. Uh Uh-huh. Because obviously the joke of that is like, well, uh, some of it does and so <laughs> it's like wait which parts right exactly <laughs> and i just it's just like a, this little nugget that gives us just like a little bit more vampire lore mm-hmm. because the only vampire so far that we have seen like connect with the, who they were as a human before is angel mm-hmm. like well, we have they were as a as a vampire with a soul but yeah well no but but like angel has like experienced his memories from being a human before and we haven't seen that happening with any of the other vampires so mm. you could be oh, forgiven yeah. for believing that vampires were just completely different from the lives they lived in their bodies before they were vampires but yeah i mean and i think we kind of do go on to learn through like other vampire well i mean look at angel so like when he was soul angel and he was so into Buffy and then he loses his soul and then he's obsessed with Buffy, but killing her. Uh, and the, the first like teases him about like, he wasn't exactly the best human or anything and stuff right. like that. So like we, we got a little bit of this with angel before, but now we're seeing that maybe it's not exclusive to vampires that have souls. So now it kind of opens the door for some interesting mm. stuff to happen later. I wonder with if we'll learn vampires. other thing about other vampires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's really who knows. It's a, it's a really s- small line that's very exciting to like uh, mm-hmm. propel us into some other stuff later. Uh, so it, and I, I just love it. Well, because also Willow's like uh, kind of insecure about being a goody two shoes and stuff, and then mm-hmm. she's confronted with this like dark side of herself, mm. and then dark a- side. Yeah, <laughs> she's not a Christian. <laughs> uh, she's Jewish. Yes. So uh, <laughs> she's a Jewish. She's a Jewish. Yes. So um, and now Angel is bringing to our attention that like this vampire Willow has some things in her that might be residual from human willow mm-hmm. perhaps any hoozle uh so Xander- uh, wait hold on so this is something i didn't i had never caught before uh-huh but after angel delivers that line buffy kind of gets it and she gives willow this look that is like <laughs> she's like oh my fucking god <laughs> that is so it funny. is so funny i didn't notice that it, like go back and watch this, that scene just for the look because it is sarah michelle geller is priceless oh, it's she's amazing so great oh, she's she's Such, been doing so much press for uh wolfpack I know, recently I've, I've and it's watch, awesome i've been watching a lot of it uh so xander's like so we just charge in like john wayne and giles is like i don't have a plan and buffy's like i have a really bad idea <laughs> so we cut outside the bronze and uh we realize they the vampires haven't killed anyone or anything yet 
and uh, uh, Angel's like, that means they're a little afraid of you. <laughs> so Willow comes in, comes up, and she's wearing Vampire Willow's outfit, and she's like, who wouldn't be? Yeah. <laughs> so funny. She's like, I guess vampires really don't have to breathe. And then she's like, this is really binding. And then she looks down, and she's like, gosh, look at those. That is she looks so funny. Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. So Kills they ask me every time. Uh so their plan is for her to go in, defuse the situation, get some of them to come out. And when she gives the signal, they'll come in and the signal is going to be her screaming. <laughs> and Buffy's like, "Are you sure you're up to this?" Because Buffy is like very protective of her friends and mm-hmm. stuff and she Willow's kind of being put in harm's and way she here. She did think that Willow was dead for about 20 minutes, so. Right, exactly. And she's like, "What if Willow actually died?" So, but Will Willow's like, don't worry, I won't do anything that could be interpreted as brave, <laughs> which is very funny. Yes. So uh, she knocks at the door, <laughs> which is very funny. Uh, she comes in, she smiles, and she's like, "Hi, I'm back." Yeah. Very <laughs> <laughs> she's like so bubbly, which is so funny. And she then, tells Anya she killed the other Willow, and she's like, I, "Why?" She's like, I killed her and sucked her blood, as we as vampires, vampires do. do. Yes. And then. She's like. She tells this vampire. She's like, I think I heard some something out there. Go go, go check. check. <laughs> <laughs> and then we see him get staked yes. by the team. Uh huh. And Anya's like, Why the fuck did you do that? That was our best shot at getting your world back. And she's like, You dare question me? Uh, I'll have my minions take you and kill you horribly. And then she does this little under the chin, like kind of like wave at Oz really it's fast. So funny. And Oz gets it immediately because Oz mm-hmm. is super smart. Um. And uh, Anya's like, vampires always thinking with their teeth. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously, that's like a a reference to men thinking with their dicks. Yes. Uh, And I just had to point it out for anyone who wasn't reading the subtext that's rapidly (laughs) becoming text. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so she's she's like, she bothered me. She's so weak and accommodating, always letting people walk all over her. And then she gets cranky with her friends for no reason. (laughs) And she has another vampire go check on the first vampire. Yes. uh, So funny. Uh, And she's like, uh, uh, one of the other vampires is like, well, since that plan is out, why don't we get with a killing? And then we cut to vampire Willow waking up in the book cage. Yes. And uh, she's like, oh, this is like a nightmare. (laughs) She sees her outfit. Cordelia enters the library and she's like, in and a she really shiny fucking well, she's she, dressed in an interview outfit for Miss America. She's obviously dressed this way because she's expecting to, to see, see Wesley. Wesley. Yeah, she's, she's like I just Giles. To stop by Wesley. I just happened to says, stop by for books. She says Wesley with like a very like Wesley. Yeah, right. Exactly. I just happened to stop by for books. <laughs> and uh, Vampire Will's like, "Hey you," and she's like, "Hey me, what? I have a name, you know." I I also wrote not Cordelia in this sequenced gown. Sequen a shiny sequenced gown. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Vampire Willow remembers that she's Cordelia and she's like, "Oh, you lock yourself in a bookcage?" Uh, and I was like, this is hauntingly familiar because it's like a role reversal from The yes. Wish. Oh, my God. I can't believe I didn't even think about it. It is so fucking cool. That because right over my head. I'm so silly. Because in The Wish, Cordelia was locked up in the yes. cage and Vampire Willow and Vampire I, it Xander just, like, came Honestly, up. it really was like just clicking as you were starting to see it. I was like, because I was like, oh, it's like when Vampire Willow is like, you're in a cage to Giles. Uh-huh. She locks Giles in the cage, not Cordelia. She locks Giles oh, okay, in okay. the cage and eats Cordelia. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That is so fucking good. Yeah. Damn. Uh-huh. I loved it. And so uh, she, Cordelia's like, okay, Giles keeps a spare. I'll help you. 
And she's like, how do you manage to lock yourself in? And she's like, I was looking at books. I like books because I'm shy. <laughs> and it's, like, it's like she's frantically trying to remember the details about her human life. Right. And uh, <laughs> Cordelia's like, oh, yeah, the famous shy girl that all the boys fall for. Uh, and she starts to open it, but she's like, oh, we've never had the opportunity to talk woman to woman with you, you locked, locked up. up. <laughs> and, and Will's like, I don't want to. I'm hungry. And Cordelia's like, what could we talk about? Oh, how about the ex- ethics of boyfriend stealing? And I was like, good for you, Cordelia. You haven't <laughs> talked to Willow about this yet. Right. You air out your feelings. You and because nor- normally I'm like, I don't blame the mistress because who knows what the guy told her and blah, 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 blah. But Willow like knew exactly what was going oh, on. Yeah. So I do blame Willow a little bit in that situation. <laughs> show. So um, we cut back to the bronze and Willow's like, I don't know if I feel like killing anymore. And she like, that's when she runs her fingers. She's like, I'm that so girl's bored. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the, the woman just, doesn't react at all. She just continues. She just like stares off into space and she doesn't do anything. Well, she did kind of, uh, she did just watch who she thinks this person is murder somebody else. So yeah, that's true. She's but probably just trying to be chill, but yeah, like, she doesn't really even like, like you think her head would move a little bit or something uh-huh. with Willow's fingers getting stuck in her hair. It's so funny. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then, uh, um, they try to, they want to get killing. And then Anya's like, I think you should start with her. If she's a vampire, I'm the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, because Willow suggests she g- they give every all the humans a 30-second head start. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we cut back to the library. Cordelia's like, it's not like I was that attracted to him. It was just a she's, life or death situation. she's like gotten a chair and sitting down, and she's got Giles' coffee cup, and she's <laughs> yes. like having a coffee. So this I has guess, been happening tea. for a while. Yeah, and she's like... <laughs> What do you keep looking at? Do I have something on my neck? Is it a zit? And no, because she's like, not yet. And she's like, oh, am I getting a zit? Which yes. is so funny because, you know, of course, we as the audience are like, hey, she's getting bite her neck. Yeah, right. And then that's how you, the audience's inner monologue is. Yes. And Vampire Will is like, I'm very sorry. I realized I was wrong. I'll never steal your boyfriend again. <laughs> and Cordy, Cordy says, like you could. And she decides she's a great humanitarian. So she's going to let Willow out of the cage. And she's like, think I'll think of or think of a way to pay me back sometime. And she's like, okay. How about dinner? And she <laughs> changes into <a laughs> Wait, say that again. How about dinner? <laughs> so funny. Mother. Uh, after <laughs> mother. <laughs> and so should we cut back from break and Cordelia is running. She goes into a classroom. Uh, and she's like, uh, Vampire Will's like, I want you to have Xander blessings on you. Oh, wait, no, Cordelia's like, I want you to have Xander blessings on you both. And Z- uh, Cordelia, uh, oh my God, names. Vampire Will is like, I'm so over him. I need fresh blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wesley hears Cordelia scream uh, and she like runs into the bathroom. And uh, Wesley protects her while Vampire Willow runs after her. I guess that bathroom has two doors because he comes in from a different way from the entrance that Vampire Willow just walked in. Yeah, it's very strange. And uh, Which, I mean, is totally possible. Some bathrooms have two doors. but Right. So he holds up a cross to her and she's like, uh, and then he holds up holy water and she's like, whatever. And, and he's she like, leaves. He's like, back, creature of the night. Of yes. The creature of the night. Right. <laughs> creature <laughs> of the night creature of the night uh cordelia touches him from behind he's like bah! he's like oh i'm a little on edge men in, in battle 
Yeah, right. And she hugs him and she's like, you saved my life. And he's like, what's that? And she's like, Willow, they got Willow. So you doing anything tonight? <laughs> it was like, Cordelia, rude. And you, uh, you glossed over the weird kind of gross sexual tension of their hug. Oh, yeah, true. Absolutely. Um, and then... Now we got to cut, cut back to Anya being over it because I don't want to talk about that. She's like, I'm so tired of your humans and your baggage. And I, I, when I get my, I don't care if I get my powers back. I just think he should eat you. <laughs> <laughs> and Willow's like, she's got a history of mental problems dating back to early childhood. I'm a blood sucking fiend. Look at my outfit. <laughs> very funny. And then she's like. Uh, she says, could a human do this? And she screams and they're like, sure. sure yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, humans do that. And that's when Buffy and Angel come in and start fighting. Uh, Willow gets to punch Anya and she's like, yeah. Ow. Yeah. Happy, but ow. <laughs> right. uh, Oz. <laughs> this is a weird detail because Oz is like, hey, Devin, come on with us. Because Devin is like trying to climb that rope that Angel climbed to get out, I guess. Yeah. And I was like, why do we have to like, why can't he just do it? Why does Oz have to say that? I don't know. It's weird. Because Devin's a himbo and Oz knows that. Right. <laughs> Poor Devin. So uh, Vampire Willow ends up throwing Oz onto Devin and uh, Willow's like, no more snuggles. And Vampire Willow knocks her down and like jumps on her. Xander and Giles come in. They're fighting. Giles stakes a vampire. Uh, Vampire Willow is like strangling Willow while Angel throws a pool ball at a vampire. He just throws one at him. It was very interesting. But then he gets grabbed because Angel sucks at fighting. Right. (laughs) Buffy just destroys the pastry case with a vampire. Did she? Did she also break the snack case in the like mall movie theater? In she uh, like innocence. She slammed Angel's head into it. Yeah, that's what I thought. So this is she did like a really cool move. Actually, she grabs him by like the back of his jacket and like slams his head in it and. And then uh-huh. like pulls him back up through it or something. Yeah, that's what I thought. So yeah. vampire or Buffy, she's not only a vampire slayer, she's also a snack case Display slayer. case yes. destroyer. Because <laughs> that's where the Oz keeps all their pastries, like the giant muffins. Yeah. The Oz. <laughs> the Oz, the bronze. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb the Oz Uh, so Buffy sees Willow while she's doing all this and eventually she gets up there and she almost (laughs) stakes vampire Willow and Willow's like stop and Buffy's like and she like freezes which is a really great parallel to the faith thing where it's like yeah because it really compares like how much more controlled Buffy is and how much more like faith is just this complete loose cannon that's just like I just shoot first ask questions later and they've like they've completely been setting up this juxtaposition because at the beginning well buffy's been doing this training and stuff for the washers council because Mm -hmm. of the murderer incident and uh and willow's like some people just don't have that in them and stuff like that they also literally showed us the faith no yeah and so like we have all that in our brains as we see buffy like um, stopping within like a millisecond from staking vampire willow so they've really set that that moment up for us which is very interesting uh so she just ends up grabbing her and uh vampire will's like this world's no fun Mm -hmm. she's like kind of sad and then uh, the real world is like you noticed that too the real willow yeah you said the real world. The real world. Road rules <laughs> challenge. Real world, world rules challenge. That's hard to say. So we cut back to where Vampire Willow woke up with the little cage in the old abandoned <laughs> factory. I just thought, I was sad now. Sad now, yes. <laughs> uh, 
she just describes all of her emotions with the the emotion and the immediate feeling yes exactly xander's like oh so in your reality i'm a badass vampire people afraid of me and she she doesn't talk at all in this whole scene vampire right she's just just silent yeah which is really funny and she says so much with like eye rolls and right and he's like oh yeah i'm bad and uh Buffy's like, I don't know about like releasing this thing. It is kind of a demon. And Willow's like, I I can't kill her though. And Buffy says, me neither. And Willow's like, we have nothing in common. She's not me, but still. Uh, Buffy says, there but for the grace of getting bit. And I was like, what? What does that mean? What is that line for? Well, there but for the grace of God go I is the oh that's the quote. Why. That's why. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Giles is like, don't try anything, Anya, and she's like, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not gonna gonna. When I get my powers back, you'll all grovel before me. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. And uh, so the Willows complete the circle, and uh, Willow hugs Vampire Willow, and she's like, good luck. Try not to kill people. And uh, they finish the sca- hey, what, spell. How can you skip the hands joke again? Oh, yeah. what a, The Cause hands. Because she starts to do this weird smile. And she's like, hands, hands. Yes, because presumably Vampire Willow has touched a naughty part of regular Willow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so Vampire Willow poofs back to her normal reality. And uh, she's like, yeah. And immediately she's staked. And she goes, off. Oh, and before and like, she can finish, she does. It is really artful the way they do that because... Uh, it just to sneak that onto TV or to get that onto TV that way. Uh-huh, I love it. And I love how like we had a lot of questions about this wish dimension in the wish. And I I thought this might comp this episode might complicate it, but actually they just kind of like went back in time to that alternate dimension and the stuff hap- in in the end the stuff ends up just happening normally. And so well, they, like wait they never actually went back in time. No, they were just doing the spell and like pulled her out of her. Yeah, dimension. they pulled her out of that moment in time. But that like that moment is in time was like in the past, like yeah. in both dimensions, sort of like it's it's really weird. But everything that happened in the wish verse like ends up in the end being exactly the same. So we don't have to worry about that weird stuff. Well, they also <laughs> returned her to the moment in time they pulled her out of. Yeah, exactly. So there's no chance for it to change. Yeah, exactly. So like that I was worried that this episode was going to be like, well, the Giles in the wish verse, like his, it was futile because everything turned out the same, but like maybe their universe just stopped existing after he smashed the necklace Mm. and it's possible for that to still have happened. So uh, we cut outside the school again and uh, Buffy's asking Willow if she wants to go out tonight and she's like, ah, I want to stay home, do some homework, floss, and die a virgin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Buffy's like, y- there, it's possible to OD on virtue or something like that. Can I ask you something before we go on? Uh-huh. What do you call like a slip of paper that can get you a discount on an item at a grocery store? A coupon. Okay. Just curious. What do you call that? I'm pretty sure I say coupon too. But I asked you because Willow says coupon. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so Willow's like, uh, well, between me and my evil self, I've got double guilt coupons. And I was like... I was like, coupon. I feel like I probably say both, but I more often say coupon. I always say coupon. Uh, I do sometimes say coupons. Right. She's like, I see where the path of vice leads. Uh, She messed up everything she touched. And I was like, Willow, you've already seen where the path of vice leads. You cheated on your boyfriend. Right. 
Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Why? But that would have been like if she cheated on her boyfriend and then gave no fucks at all and just continued to do whatever the fuck she wanted. True, to true. And she's like, I don't want to be like that. And Percy shows up and he's like, uh, she's like, hey, I'm sorry about. And he's like, I, I did the outline for the essay and I actually did two because I wasn't sure which President Roosevelt to do. And he's like, I, I can I can flesh them out more if you need. And uh, here they are. I can retype the bibli- bibliography. Just let me know. And, and he, he gives off, her an apple. And then he runs back to give her the apple. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and Buffy's like, want to go out tonight? And Willis says, nine sound good. And I was like, what <laughs> fucking high school is going out at 9 p.m.? You, could, you have to get to school at seven in the fucking morning or something. Thing. you think high schoolers care about I, when i was in high school i mean i was going to bed late but i was at home and i anyway i was a goody two shoes like willow so mm. <laughs> yeah i never did anything exciting and that is the end of the episode That's it. uh do you want to memorialize vampire willow i feel like we should sure uh so get us started zach all right raise your glasses everybody vampire willow you were um, kind of gay. And skanky. And skanky. And we loved it. We are so glad we got to see you again. You were comedy gold. I kind of would have liked seeing Vampire Xander, but if the if it's a choice between the two of you, it's you. Definitely. Yes. So you uh, brought some uh, much-needed excitement and fun to the world, and then now you have been killed for the second time and also probably put into a universe that may have stopped existing. <laughs> so uh, rest in peace. Dust. Dust. And yes. Double oblivion. Uh-huh. And may you lick many necks in hell. Clink. Clink. <laughs> so as we go through the series, we're going to give each episode a score from one to ten stakes. Ten being the best, Zach. How many stakes are you going to give this episode? Um, well, I literally typed 11 out of 10 stakes. Oh, um, I'm going to put that down. Because uh, I think this is one of the best episodes of the whole show. I believe in rules, so I'm going to give it 10 stakes. No, I think we should, you should give it 10. No, you, no, it's 11 from you. I don't, I don't give a fucking shit. You said it, and I'm putting it down. Anyway, that is what I typed, uh, and I do believe it and stand by that. It is such a good episode. I don't. I don't even like. I don't feel like I even have to elaborate. Like, it's funny. It has character development. This episode is definitely like if somebody was like pick an episode to show somebody. This would be on the to like get them into Buffy or to like show them kind of like why Buffy is good. It would be this one, and I know like there's a lot of backstory from the old episode, but they do kind of show all of it. Or yeah, yeah it's not really bits. super necessary. Yeah, and there's not a lot of Xander, which is always a plus. <laughs> there's definitely enough of it like that you could get you could figure it out. But yeah, no, like everything about what's happening is so amazing. This is the episode that I was looking forward to when we started when we started the podcast. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I cannot believe we have to wait so long to get to Doppelgangland. And it did not disappoint. I had a whole lot of fun watching it both times. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, um, and so you said ten, right? I said ten. All right. Well, who was your episode MVP? It is a tough one. Like, but like, I'm just gonna go with Willow. Like, yeah, that's what I did. She's like the For whole the reason the episode is good. Yeah, she like, it's it's a very interesting like character study of Willow, and like I said, like the whole like 
it's so it's so interesting how she feels this way even though like we can see that she's maturing so much and like she's like working with she's like she's cheated on her boyfriend and she's a witch like she has a dark side clearly and she just kind of doesn't see that and when she's confronted with it she's scared of it but she also can't bring herself to get rid of it which is very interesting mm-hmm. like in the end she chooses to not let her dark side be killed but rather to just like let it live out however it needs to. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting to me. And I think it's, uh, you know, it it uh, says a lot about Willow. That's an entire like philosophy class discussion on the ethics of that decision alone. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I also wrote Willow because of just like the growth that she goes through. And I mean, I do agree. It's It's an interesting study of like where is she going where has she been because you and like where is she now because you kind of like (laughs) as you mentioned several times she cheated on her boyfriend (laughs) with a friend of hers who was also in a relationship and but i mean like i don't want to keep harping on that like one thing but that's something that she has done and it does complicate her character in an interesting way where she's just not pure goody two-shoes all the time yeah and she's rebelling against that whole idea of herself. And she's also like, you know, you said witchcraft kind of like that was almost kind of like not throwaway, but like you said that you kind of toss that in there, but it's like not necessarily the fact that she's doing witchcraft, but the fact that like she's toying with these consistently more and more powerful forces. Yeah. And she's super into it and she's taking out the power for the entire block. And you said earlier, like Giles has already kind of been like, He's been very, like, so far very, like, what are you doing? Wait, you've been fucking with magic? What? And, like, there's obvious... And, and, I mean, he knows from his <laughs> his yeah, angsty right. teen past and or young adult past, like, what playing around with dark magic can do. So, like, uh, there's all these layers to it. And um, I just think it's really fun, too, to kind of, like, to, like, color outside the lines in this way of, like, what if this character just completely embrace all of like the bad like if she just completely was like let go and did whatever the fuck she wanted and didn't give a fuck about it and maybe it would be something like vampire willow what would happen and yeah and it's such an interesting way to explore that without having to like permanently kill the character off or like turn into a vampire yeah exactly so and and it's like i mean it's like a convenient plot device, but like it's really intelligent, like really smart idea to be like Anya's trying to get this necklace back from time. They accidentally pull alternate dimension Willow out who this whole episode actually just exists because Joss Whedon just really liked the dark Willow character Mm -hmm. and like wrote this episode specifically to showcase it again. Yeah. And and it's also, it's really fun to get Anya. I mean, we're kind of past the MVP moment right now, Uh, but it's like fun to get Anya back because Mm -hmm. like she could have just been a monster of the week and like they didn't kill her or anything, but she could have just like faded away like Marcy or something. And who went to the evil assassin school. Right. Exactly. Or like one of the, the, like, one of the guys from some assembly required or something like that, Mm. like who just didn't come back. Right. But Anya gets to come back and it's, it's really interesting to like, see that we're like, Oh, this is just like a throwaway monster of the week, but no, we get like a little continuity from it. And and she's stuck there and she's stuck as a teenager. 
Yeah, exactly. When she's a like hundred and eleven or eleven hundred twenty year old yeah. <laughs> demon, and so uh, that's really interesting. To, yeah, to see what may come of that. And they've brought her back once and didn't kill her again. Mm. So, hmm. right, what dreams may come, both dark and deep. <laughs> and so, anyway, um, yeah. Willow, it's Willow, absolutely. Yep. So it's time for a brief queer analysis from our own Zachary Reichard. How could you possibly pull something gay out of this episode? It was a very straight episode, really. <laughs> um, no, so I mean, I, so for me, I think the the idea of kind of I already touched on this a little bit, but like, I started out with like what queer person has it, and I'm like, well, that's kind of like reaching, like probably not every <laughs> single person feels this way, or maybe like some you know may may just feel fine with going and being uninhibited but i just thought about like how i would have like it's it's almost like vampire willow is this avatar for like the badass do whatever you want kind of person that willow wants to be and i feel like that's very relatable for me cuz i just kind of remember like being like man what if i just didn't have all these hangups like what if i wasn't so like, what if it didn't bother me that I'm fat? And what if it didn't bother me that I'm hairy? And what if it didn't bother me this and that and the other thing? You know what I mean? And, like, if I just fully didn't give a fuck and I was just, like, I'm going to do whatever I want and was a badass. Um, and, like, I feel like that's something that is really relatable to the queer experience because you feel like, especially if you grow up closeted, you're, like, so afraid to express yourself in any real way. So then it's like this this avatar of yourself who's just can be whatever the hell they want to be, which is her own person or her own demon <laughs> in this yeah. case. Um, and just uh, is so unconcerned with going on around her. And like it literally starts just making moves to change the world to be the way she wants it <laughs> within <laughs> hours of being dropped into this world. Right, exactly. So um that's what i thought about in terms of like queer analysis and then of course there's the obvious like you know like exist admitting that gay people exist which was huge for the 90s right and, exactly but like you know just being very free with herself not super free on the concept of consent for all the licking but like <laughs> you know that's true she was evil and it was just neck licking <laughs> so it could have been worse anyway so yeah that's my queer now do you have anything to add uh i agree and uh you can just you can stretch that out to all sorts of experiences and i'm thinking like particularly just like when when uh your particular group is like in the spotlight of something you sort of feel this pressure to be like a willow type person like the perfect kind of person like accommodating like an example for other people mm. and uh be to be a, res- a respectable example of the kind of person you mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. and uh, vampire willow the is model like, minority yes and vampire willow is like her being the un- uninhibited version of herself yeah. perhaps and uh today specifically Specifically, you can sort of link that to trans people and mm-hmm. black people and other people of color who are like sort of pressured to act a certain way to feel like the their opinions and their thoughts are valid when fighting for their own rights and stuff. Because if they were to act like Vampire Willow, they'd be completely discredited and seen as evil. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. So that's something that came to mind when I was thinking about those things that you were talking about. Yes, yes. All very, very nice. Very, very nice. 
Man, we analyzed the shit out of it. We fucking... And, and someone else out there has written like an eight-page paper about this episode <laughs> and how <laughs> it represents the queer experience. Hey, that was our... That's them. This is us. This is us. We're two gay, cis, white men. Our voices haven't been heard enough. I was just going to say, I wrote this while sitting on my couch after watching the episode... And I feel fine about it. Yes, I agree, Zachary. So, old that's the queer analysis. Kyle, before we say anything, uh, any other weird shit, what is the gayest moment? Wow, good luck picking one. <laughs> good luck picking one. I feel like this is going to be controversial. You mm. know, I feel like there are uh, many, several moments that people feel like are gayer. But my choice is going to be Vampire Willow saying leaving now <laughs> <laughs> like isn't it just so gay to announce I, your I exit i kind of felt in the moment the way you were talking about that that, that was going to be it <laughs> i just like she uh, of course she licks other women's necks she wants to have sex with them she touches genitalia probably or whatever mm-hmm. but the gayest part is her uh being like i don't like you leaving now i think i think <laughs> Bluntly describing your feelings to other people to cut them off is very gay. Yes, just bored now. Just saying your emotions or your like narrating your own emotions or actions in sort of like the third person. No, I think a little bit. I think you nailed. It. I think it's perfect. Yeah, I agree. I think I'm perfect. Mm, you're perfect. <laughs> so we're perfect together. I'm perfect. I'm beautiful. I look like Linda Evangelista. I'm you're a model. Mom. Oh, I'm smiling. <laughs> I could walk out on this podcast in a diaper. And no one would know because it's a podcast. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they, they wouldn't know I'd, I'm an adult baby diaper lover. <laughs> <laughs> so, Zach, anyway. do you want to tell people where they can find us? Yeah, if you're still here somehow, um, please find <laughs> us on um, Apple uh, Podcasts and or Spotify and leave us a five-star rating or review. Also, you can uh, find our social media, which is at BuffyGazePod on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Yes, you can also send us an email at BuffyGaze at gmail.com. Leave us a voice or text message at anchor.fm slash BuffyGaze. Please share us with your friends. We would love to have more listeners to listen to our fucking bullshit. This has been Season 3, Episode 16 of Buffy the Vampire 16, Slayer. Our 50th episode. I mean, not our 50, we've done more than 50 Their episodes. 50th episode. <laughs> the 50th episode of the show. Uh, join us next week. It, it, was, it was episode 16, right? Yeah. That feels like you're sure. I don't have to look it up. Uh-huh. Okay, I looked it up anyway, and it is episode 16. Wow, join us. Nini. <laughs> join us next week, and we'll be, we will be discussing episode 17, Enemies. Enemigos. Enemies. Uh, one of my favorite moments in the entire series happens in Enemies, and I'm so excited to see it. <sighs> Until next time, I'm Kyle. And I'm Zach. And we are your Buffy Games. Leaving now. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. <laughs> Happy slaying. <laughs> I will never forget you, Rogera. All right. Turn the bird's word, lure the word, the bird, the twirl a girl.